Welcome, everybody. So glad you are hanging out with us on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten. This is Audrey Russo. And Audrey, this is going to be a tough show for me. It's hard for me to contain myself because you know me and my love of being able to tell stories. You know, it's, it's been crazy. So after this whole pandemic thing broke out, the need from the tech council membership to get their story out was like an overdrive. We didn't have enough slots on Tech Vibe Radio to talk about the companies that were still kicking butt despite the pandemic, that were finding creative ways to get through it, that were providing services and, 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 and products that would help someone navigate through. And so we created our Tech Vibe Radio One Mic Stand in order to tell those stories. We're doing some video and podcasting in order to get the word out that we've got some great members doing some great work. And in the course of like two months, we, we told 50 stories, 50. And yeah, it's remarkable. But I mean, there's always stories to tell. Of course. Right? There's, there always are. And, you know, through this pandemic and, and through the, the noteworthy civil unrest that we've experienced, yeah. these collisions have been remarkable. We have yeah. seen that the United States has been you know, a place of people who have had access and people who haven't had access. And many, many have said this might be like our own Arab Spring. This is, you know, this is a time where we have an opportunity as leaders to be different leaders. Right. And, you know, for those of us who are in leadership positions where we can have a platform and we can, can articulate, we can do some things. And doing those things means you have to turn some things upside down. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's what we're trying to wrestle with. But at the same time, life does go on and life goes on. And there are a ton of stories and telling stories is, is just our way of preserving our history. Right. And the history that, you know, Pittsburgh is and Pittsburgh tech and Pittsburgh innovation. And we've, you know, we've watched companies fall apart through this. We've watched companies as we've going to talk to them, get acquired and do quite well. And we've watched companies provide services mm -hmm. to people when um, they needed to amp up their game. Right. And right. Contribute. So there's been so, so much remarkable kind mm -hmm. of actions that have occurred both positively as well as not so positive, like we've seen with the, the gap of the, digi the digital divide of families and of students when school just totally stops. But it's not even just the digital divide, it's the supports that are in place for, for people and how they live when schools shut down and childcare facilities shut down and you can't, you know, you can't get access to you know, daily essentials. And, you know, when you think about like 15 weeks ago, 16 weeks ago, people were trying to wrestle with how do they get food? How do they get food? And, and that's for all of us, people who, you know, were used to going to the grocery store or people who were used to getting what they needed and then their livelihoods were cut short. And right. we saw the biggest increase in food lines than we've ever seen since who knows when. Probably the depression, I would have to bet. Right? I mean, I would think it was, you know, before any of us and our grandparents were even alive. So, you know, the, I think the array of emotions um, is just consistently, it's just moving. It's always moving. It's, it's happy. It's sad. It's, it's catastrophe. 
it's um, you know the toppling of of statues and and you know slaying some of the things of our past and now figuring out how do we really realign i'm positive i'm positive i think that we are going to look back at 2020 and it's going to take up a big chapter oh yeah many textbooks. <laughs> it's going to take up a big chapter and we we're living it we're living it and we're breathing it and we have such an opportunity to matter to matter to to almost everyone in our lives whether it's our colleagues whether it's our neighbors whether it's our friends, whether it's helping someone that you just don't know. And slowing down and helping, you know, maybe that's the biggest takeaway that we have during, during this period of time. So it's very important to tell stories. Exactly. And tell stories of people who are impacted, tell stories of people who have impact. Yeah. And hopefully that's, that's our legacy for the future. So it's cool that you have an opportunity to do that. It's our plan for the summer. I mean, we're going to build on these 50 stories we've told and we're going to build on the stories we've told on Tech Vibe Radio and Comcast is stepping up to help us amplify it and put it into overdrive. And we're going to talk to Bob Grove tonight about why Comcast is getting behind it. And best of all, this is going to benefit the digital divide because we're going to raise money for the Beyond the Laptops, which we started already with. Raised, the community has already raised about $400,000. Exactly. So we are hoping that we reach a million dollars and hopefully the gap is about 10,000 laptops. Exactly. So, you know, we, we have a lot ahead to try to figure this out. But it's not just the laptops. It's, it's, it's more than that. Yeah. And I hope exactly. that you can tell stories about people who are trying to knit together what tomorrow is. That's, that is the plan. And what I think is most incredible about this whole entire thing is this all started with a social media post around trying to find some power cords for some computers and that led to Aurora raising $25,000 oh, right. turned into this snowball of $400,000. And so Audrey, you set an aggressive goal as you always do. And I love this. You're like, we're going to raise a million dollars for this Let's thing. That's, dollars. that's the goal. And, 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 and so we hope to have our, our summer of 50 Pittsburgh tech stories play a role in raising that another 600 grand to make this gap come down. And so I'm just excited for us to get in the storytelling mode for this summer and look at some of the cool things that are happening in Pittsburgh and serve a little inspiration to people and show that man, people are getting it done. Simple as that. So it's going to be exciting. And I'm excited to have Bob Grove on tonight. He'll be up next to talk about what Comcast has been doing in terms of bridging the, the digital divide. And Audrey, we have Mike, Mike, Coney, Mike Coney coming on from Bochi, now Medallia, talking about that acquisition that happened just about a month and a half ago, which is an amazing story for Pittsburgh. And some great insight from Rachel Breck from Tier 1 Performance Solutions, Audrey. Great, great person. Yep. So we don't go away. Absolutely. We've got a lot cooking here on Tech Vibe. So many stories to be told. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And we, like we keep on saying, we're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. And at pghtech.org, that's where you can start looking at all these really fun stories we're going to be telling over the summer and raising some money for beyondthelaptops.org. We'll be right back after this quick break. All right, Audrey, so I'm going to come out and just say it. I'm pretty dang excited because we're going to be kicking off something that I just cannot wait to get to. We are going to be launching with our friends at Comcast, Audrey. So we've been calling it, man, the Summer of 50 Pittsburgh Tech Stories. 
And you know me and storytelling, I can't get enough of it. And so we can tell everyone, man, there's so much positive news going on in Pittsburgh. We're doing a, just a dedicated campaign to get these stories out through the entire summer. So starting on the first day of summer here in Pittsburgh, all the way to the last day of summer in September, positive stories, 50 of them. And we're doing it with Comcast. We've got Bob Grove here to talk about why they're sponsoring and just to talk about all the great work Comcast has been doing when it comes to keeping us connected and keeping the city, just keeping Pittsburgh and the whole region just running. And we're, 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 we're zooming in and we're using every connection in the world. And Comcast is playing just a huge role in that. Bob, thanks for hanging out with us today. And thanks for being a big part the main part of telling our 50 stories. Well, Jonathan and Audrey, great to be on with you as always. We're proud to partner with the Tech Council on such a great idea. Uh, I mean, the, this is an incredibly challenging time for businesses. I mean, if you think about it, they've had to change how they interact with customers and employees. Yeah. They had to adjust their budgets. Of course, some were closed and had to understand how and when to reopen, and some haven't even gotten there yet. So one thing I know is that Pittsburgh businesses, they've already been creative. They've already been determined. They're flexible. They're coming up with the answers for both customers and employees. And so I know that I look forward to hearing their stories about what they've done, how they've coped, how they're thinking about their future, and, and let's face it, how their business might change knowing yeah. what they learned. Absolutely, 100%. You know, things have changed, right? They're not going to go back to the way they quote-unquote were. And at Comcast, I'm sure – there are a ton of stories inside the organization, even here in Southwestern Pennsylvania. Definitely. And we're going to tell some of, of those too. Yep. In terms of what, what you've been doing, not just even the contributions you've made to the community, but what about the inner workings of making sure that people have access during the immediate shutdowns? Can you talk a little bit about part of that journey? Well, I can cer certainly talk, Audrey, about the fact that, uh, you know, our network has been up to the challenge. Let's face it, we've got, we've got more people on our network, right? I mean, usage mm -hmm. uh, broadly uh, through mid-April, about 33% uh, nationally on our network. So we've got yeah. people at home who are working, they're learning, and they're relying on the internet like never before. And I can tell you that our network has been up to the challenge. We've not had any issues whatsoever. We, we, you know, we do a lot of network monitoring to begin with, but we increased the number of speed tests we were doing to probably mm -hmm. over 700,000 nationally on most days to make sure that the service was performing as it was expected to perform. Right. So, uh, you know, on that side of the house and the residential and the business side of the house, the network's been up and performing well uh, for, for our customers. I mean, it, the internet has literally become our lifeline. Like we, without it, if, if this were to have happened 10 years ago, this pandemic, we would be in a lot worse shape because the bandwidth and the speed of things is, is, is as such now that we can do Zoom calls like this and we can connect like never before. So at the end of the day, it's like, man, we wouldn't know what to do without it <laughs> at this point. Wow. It's literally an essential thing. No, that's absolutely right. And, you know, that's why we always talk about the fact that we've built our networks on both the, the Comcast business side and on the residential side to meet not only the needs of today, but the needs of tomorrow. And that's why, you know, we do almost annual speed increases. We've been doing those for 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, every, every single uh, resident in our footprint in, in Western PA in the greater Pittsburgh region, they, they've got access to gigabit per second internet speeds. Right. And of course, those will be, you know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be increasing those in the years to come. So it's, it's about keeping up with the needs today and preparing for the needs of tomorrow. So, Bob, 
the, the whole point of, of, of connectivity is for everyone to get it. And part of the initiative that we're doing here with this 50 tech stories of summer is to raise awareness around the digital divide and raise some money towards the beyond the laptops, which is just a really great cause that, that Comcast has had a great alignment with in providing the internet essentials to the Pittsburgh public school students who are now getting laptops because of the tech community stepping up and donating money. And then now we have your, we have your internet essentials, giving them the connections. And so the stories that we're going to tell are going to help raise money to get more laptops in the students' hands. Tell us about the, about why Comcast is, is just so much into making sure that we can close this divide and that we can use the internet essentials to get this hardware connected and get kids learning. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you've talked, you've talked about it before with us and you hit on it just now. Again, the internet is absolutely essential. It is absolutely essential for everyone. And so that's why we've asked in sponsoring the summer of 50 Pittsburgh tech stories. We've asked the companies that are telling their stories to make a donation to neighborhood allies beyond the laptops initiative to help address closing the digital divide in our country here in Pittsburgh and in the country. I mean, look, neighborhood allies has already done some great work, Um, the laptops that they've provided, and they're going to continue to do great work. And you may remember that, uh, we just made news last week when we announced a partnership with Neighborhood Allies in Pittsburgh Schools that gets free internet essential service to Pittsburgh Public Schools families that don't yet have broadband in the home. And certainly we will have more such partnerships coming. But if you think about what we've done, it's what, what Neighborhood Allies is doing, quite frankly, is the perfect complement to internet essentials because right now they're working on the device piece of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Was partnering with us on Internet Essentials, and we're the connectivity piece. And remember, the Internet Essentials, it's nine years old now. I mean, it's the largest that and long. most successful. Wow, crazy. Yeah, it's the most successful broadband adoption program in the United States. We've connected in nine years 8 million Americans, uh, more than 680,000 people in Pennsylvania, more than 120,000 people in greater Pittsburgh in those nine years. Uh, so the closing the digital divide, we have a role to right. play. And it's a big, big focus for us um, because it's so important to everybody. And that's one of the reasons why, for instance, in mid-March, right when the pandemic hit, uh, we offered eligible families two free months of Internet Essentials if they signed up through mid-May. We extended that through June 30th. And, hey, Mm -hmm. tune for more news on that. But we also increased the speed from 15.2 up to 25.3. And uh, we've forgiven past debt for those who are applying for the program. So. Uh, closing the digital divide is a big, big job. We can't do it alone, and we're proud to partner with you and with neighborhood allies, Pittsburgh public schools, and others Definitely. to and to close that gap. It's such a cool story how this is all kind of coming together, and we're going to tell a bunch of cool Pittsburgh stories while we're at it, which I'm really excited about. And those stories will be across all of our social media. They're going to be housed on on pghtech.org. Our new website's going to be up and running with this page and every, like literally every other day, a new story is going to be posted, which I'm just so excited about. And better yet, we're going to try to raise more money to get more laptops and connect these students up. And because they're going back to school before we know it. And we know that they're going to be needing these laptops. They're going to need the connectivity because they're going to be going back in waves and in stages. And if something comes back, they need to be prepared. And working with Comcast to make that happen to me, Audrey, it's just blowing my mind. And like, this to me is going to be the most outrageous, most fun I've ever had this summer than telling another 50 tech stories. What's going right here in Pittsburgh? You know, the other thing my hat's off to you is that, you know, the, the digital divide is so wide and the leadership that you've stepped in to make it happen 
is something that many people were, did not have their eyes open to. And I think now we have our eyes open. Good point. We're never going to be blind again. So no, I and that's why you, I thank you for, for getting us to that point. Well, I thank you, Audrey and Jonathan, for, for allowing us to tell these stories and to, and to have discussions about the digital divide. Because, uh, as I said, this is so critical. And, the, the, you know, when you have students at home who don't have the Internet, this has always been a focus for us since we started the program nine years ago. But now all the students have been at home. And so was there ever a, a better example of yeah. what? important for them to have have an internet connection and quite frankly remember too that our internet essentials program also provides a computer for 150 dollars so if you're oh, if wow. you're not one through through an ally like neighborhood allies such a great job you have a chance to do that but it also it gives you some digital literacy learning so that you can go online and this is something we discovered um, is that people they also need to be educated how to use how to use the internet securely how it can help them exactly. And so we provide that as well in the program. Awesome stuff. Cannot wait to partner with you on this, get the story started. We're all out of time. Go to pghtech.org as we start posting the 50 tech stories of summer with Comcast. Bob, you guys are the best. I am so fired up right now. I can hardly contain myself. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, Audrey. And thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We've got a lot of tech vibe coming your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Once again, learn more about us at pghtech.org. We are right back with you, just as promised, Audrey. The Tech Vibe Radio Show continues. We're on a tear tonight. I know. I love that you're wearing the shirt today. Yes, I'm wearing the official Tech Vibe Radio t-shirt. I see that. It's awesome. That's it's extra great. soft. It feels great when I wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a great guest on the show today. We've known Absolutely this company do. for a long time, so it's exciting yeah. to catch up with them. We have Rachel Breck. Hey, Rachel. Hi, Audrey. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for zooming in with us to do the show. And we're You're just welcome. really pumped up to learn what tier one performance is up to these days because you guys are doing some great work and some stuff that's going to be really helpful as people start getting back to the office and all that kind of fun stuff. And so I just, I think our conversation today is going to be really pertinent and I'm so glad you're here to talk about what you guys are up to for sure. No, thanks. We, we'd like to think so as well. Yeah, so quickly, what, what's your background real fast? Who is Rachel Brecht exactly? Yeah, well, gosh, I know we only have 12 minutes. I know we only have 12 minutes, so I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, I'm, I'm what I call a, a sandwich consultant, so started my career in consulting, a lifelong okay. Pittsburgher. Uh, spent about 10 years uh, sandwiched in there in corporate uh, retail, and okay. then um, I've been with Tier 1 now for um, going on nine years. Excellent. Uh, can't even believe it. Um, and uh, I serve as our, uh, I, I lead our solution architecture practice for the firm and um, serve on our senior leadership team for the Pittsburgh region. Very cool. So, Very wait, cool. You've been working on, you're working on, your issues that you work on are always timely and <laughs> it's always around people. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. Talk about the yeah. practice and yeah, so relevance today. That's a, that's a great question, Audrey. So, you know, tier one, uh, we, what we like to say we do is we activate strategy through people. And so our primary focus is helping our organizations, mostly large complex organizations, um, figure out what they need their human contingent to do differently or know differently or act differently to be able to put their strategy in motion hmm. and achieve their measurable results. So everything our firm does is focused on people and how people um, can do their best work. 
and that takes shape in a variety of different, different ways for the, our clients from um, consulting and helping them think through things differently um, to designing uh, human experiences and learning experiences for their teams and then to actually have the arms and legs to build the tools and resources and technologies that, um, that support them. Well, it's, what do you think about what's happening in these last 15 weeks? You know, they, we've had sort of, <laughs> you know, changes of, some people say biblical proportions, but yeah. biblical, profound, yes. <laughs> certainly profound. Yeah, for and, sure. And certainly, um, certainly looking at life in many, many different ways, at uh, almost any way that you can look at a workforce. What are, yeah. what are you seeing? Like, what are you seeing in terms of shifts and opportunities? Um, it's, a, it's a great question. And, and you know, this is one where uh, we get really excited about things like this because we recognize these are the moments when um, people do their best work and when the most innovation is unleashed within the, the clients that we worked with, right? You put constraint like this. Mm -hmm. I've been amazed <laughs> at the number of organizations that have been able to turn their operating model on a dime. Yeah. Uh, Right? Yes. I'm flexing I'm looking right at one of them it. right there, right? <laughs> it, it brings out um, resiliency and new mindsets and behaviors in teams. Now, the thing that, that you folks have, Audrey, at the Tech Council is you are um, have agile mindsets. Mm -hmm. And so you are able to come in in war room style and be like, what do we need to do to, to, to shift um, to make ourselves relevant and to be able to continue to service our, our customers. The bigger organizations, I think some of them struggled with that. And we saw that mm -hmm. with folks who had really solid business continuity plans in place, mm -hmm. particularly addressing ways of working, mm -hmm. uh, were able to really ride out that wave in the first you know, two months of this, um, where others who had never even entertained the thought of something like this happening or how they might adapt really struggled. Um, and many of those, you know, we know the, the out, outcome of that has either been some furloughs or reductions in force, which are right. important. It's, a, it's, it's amazing, though, because, you know, you use the terminology in terms of, you know, contingency planning and, and you know, redundancy or, you know, I don't know, crisis management. There's lots of, excuse me, there's lots of terms. Yes. But the constraints can be freeing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you as a coach, how do you help? And as an advisor? Yeah, definitely. How do you help yeah. Them? So um, the, the unique lens that we help our clients with is we put the person or the employee as performer at the center of the lens, where I think other firms, rightfully so, will put organization or whatever their particular um, area of expertise is at the center of right. their lens, whether that's risk or legal or, mm -hmm. or technology, you know, um, and so when we, when we think about uh, putting people at the center, we're able to look at things from a unique perspective to understand what are the, the um, what do we need to do to either create space or remove obstacles for people to continue to do their best work in a really unprecedented environment. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's, that's one of the things, an example um, that I'll share is, you know, one of our clients we've been working with is saying how they were so surprised that, um, making the shift to working from home, um, their engagement went up and they felt like they were more productive. Mm -hmm. And so then there's that this, everywhere. And, yeah. Yeah. And, but that doesn't, that's not across the board for every person, but just over, you know, an, an aggregate. Okay. Um, but what, what they're worried about at reentry because the, the playing field's even when everyone's from home, but when some people work from home and some people work from the off 
from the office, there's a lot of inequitable um, mm -hmm. uh, consistent or con situations that can arise and it right. takes, uh, leaders and organizations to make sure they've got the right routines and systems in place right. to make sure that the people who are virtual don't feel like they're not part of the team. Right. Right. You've got to hold your dynamic I now. Totally right? relate to that. I totally relate to that. Yeah, it's so absolutely. Fascinating. It's like such a treat listening to you because I personally, as a leader, totally relate to that. I've seen the productivity soar. Yeah. And I wondered, you know, what is the reentry like? If yeah. there's some, if, if Rachel's able to work from home and Jonathan's able to work from home, but Audrey doesn't. Yeah. What does I, that really mean? Because in many ways we over communicate now and will that slip? when I know that I, Rachel and Jonathan are going to be at home, right? And Audrey's yeah. in the office. It's a, it's a great call, Audrey. And so when, there's, when, we, when we thought about this work that we've been doing on reentry, you know, there's some of it that's pretty standard around policy and procedure, which I think right. everyone's got under control at this point in time. Right. Yeah, um, next level then. Yeah, it's, so they've got that. That's like the health and safety, the basic stuff. Right. Um, communications, we're seeing some uh, real improvements there. It's always been an opportunity for clients that we work with. Um, and I think some of this has forced the issue because one of the tenants that I live by is absence of communication is still communication with an unintended message. And so if you, mm. don't, if you don't fill that space, wow. then it will be filled for you and you won't have control over the message. That's such so, an important point because, I mean, that is so true when something's so being maybe, Yeah. Come on, maybe, sorry, Jonathan, maybe we need to, everyone works from home or no one works from home. Do we get into that binary move again? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's the future. Um, I think I know, right? if, I'm a, if I'm a business owner, I'm looking at um, the, num the, I know our, our, our real estate developers won't like this, but the, the rent <laughs> potential savings on more um, streamlined, oh, in -person, yeah. it's, it's measurable. Right. Uh, but going back, though, to your question, though, Audrey, about communications and sustainment, you know, the other two things aside from health and safety and communications are this idea of ways of working and leadership. And, and those are two things that I think when I look at the longer term are much more important to figure out how we sustain. So we're going to have to develop new routines, look at um, our cadences and how we operate. And, and there's some significant mindset shifts there, too. Um, mm -hmm. And the biggest contingent on that, though, is, is leaders. This is uncharted territory for, for, for leaders and organizations on how they navigate this and how their, um, the way they show up as leaders and the way that they typically manage their teams is turned on its head. And it's going to require them to be very vulnerable, very exposed, <laughs> and really adapt in real time. Definitely. Um, well, I love, I love this work. I know that you know, your organization has just provided so many different kinds of uh, engagements in terms of, of companies locally, whether it's on, on change management that people used to think of when they're putting systems in to, you know, leadership practices. So if people are interested, what's the website? Yep. Yep. We're tier1performance.com. Um, and that's a T-I-E-R-1 performance.com. And then we do have the toolkit I mentioned that, uh, and there's a, a myriad of free resources on there that we've put That's together. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. You know, this is our time to, to give back. Um, you know, we're, we are taking this opportunity to understand that our uh, mission is to, um, you know, improve the performance of organizations through the performance of people to build a better world. And so 
uh, we want to build a better world by pulling our best thinkers together in this time and putting out some free resources. So uh, you can go to tier1performance.com backslash reentry and you can find this toolkit and the other, some of the other resources on new ways of working and uh, leadership support that. Everyone can check that out because there's some good reads on there where people yeah. get their mind wrapped around this. Because like you said, we're in uncharted waters here. And so right. getting as much information as you can to arm yourself, I think is so important. And I'm thinking it's so cool at Pittsburgh has a company like tier one that is a thought leader in this area and is an expert in this area. So it's just going to make us all the better for us in Pittsburgh to check out your site and start reading for crying out loud. What's the one thing you've learned about yourself since these last 15 weeks? Um, I just want to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For an, for a raging extrovert, Audrey, I've liked creating some more space in my day. I, I don't miss <laughs> it as much as I thought I would. I can't believe I'm putting that out there. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed a little bit more space. I enjoy having my coffee on my deck in the morning and just kind of start my day off slow. So <laughs> that's slowness cool. is really, and, and your sense of, of your, your whole self. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you for all that you do for the community and being a stand-up leader and for your work at well, Tier you. 1. And, uh, thanks for having me on. Keep a slow pace. It's okay. You can still be <laughs> Absolutely. We'll hope to see you again soon in real life. So thanks yeah. for having me, everyone. Rachel Brecht from Tier 1, you're the best. Here, we're taking a quick break. We've got more Tech Vibe coming your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us, pghtech.org. So Audrey, I tell you what, one of the most exciting stories that has happened during the whole craziness of this pandemic was when Bochi was sold to Medallia for a sizable sum of money. And we were so thrilled to see this whole thing happen because you know it's a success story that's been in the making for like 13, 14, 15 years. And uh, it was one of those things that was one of those rays of shining light that was happening during these crazy times. And I'm so excited to tell a little bit of that story with Mike Coney tonight. Audrey, I, I'm pumped. That's all I can say. No, we were happy. There's always it's always like a ray of sunshine in the middle of in the middle of darkness. And I like to say really? that there's a lot of innovation that occurs in the darkest time. So, thank you, Mike, for being on. What you want to give us a little bit of background, and then we can really talk about where you are today. Yeah, yeah. First of all, thank you for the the invitation uh, this evening. It's uh, it's awesome to be with you guys. So I've been with Bochi a couple of years and um, I was brought in right after the B round investment uh, nice. by, uh, uh, we had a couple of VCs come in from the mid Atlantic uh, and was really looking at Pittsburgh to invest, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good things going on in Pittsburgh. And over the last two years, we changed the go to market. We grew the company 60, 70%, uh, attracted a lot of partners, a lot of users. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just for, for, for everybody's sake, Bochi builds a speech to text engine. Right. And, 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 and we, we draw the top talent from CMU and Pitt and other top universities around the world. Um, think about Bochi as the Ferrari of speech to text engines. I like that. I would say the Porsche. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Porsche, Ferrari, uh, I'm always going to insult somebody. No insulting, it's all good. a car analogies. We know but, you're the uh, best. <laughs> we know you're the, the best. best. And, and more importantly, we're the most powerful, the most accurate. Uh, we deliver, you know, incredible results to customers and partners. So, yeah, we're, we're, I was excited to join the company. And um, we have a great employee base here in Pittsburgh. I couldn't have picked a better partner than Medallia to, to, uh, 
to hand the reins over and to take this uh, now we're a division of medallia I'll, I'll continue on and run the division and we're just having a lot of fun and uh we're going through the integration and you mentioned during the pandemic i mean it's incredible it's trying to onboard but getting the deal done itself yeah. Was yeah. I was say, like, oh my gosh i know that's challenging right but you know all the due diligence and all things you go through but onboarding all these employees in Pittsburgh is, is, has been a real uh, challenge. I got my hats off to Medallia. They're pros at doing this. And you could just get a sense that we tucked right in underneath them. And it, it's, been, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. So um, they're going to continue their commitment here in the Pittsburgh area. They had over 15 people in Pittsburgh a lot of, that were true medallions before their acquisition. No office. Everybody worked out of their home. And uh, now we have a base of operations here in the Strip District. Uh, we just opened up our offices um, about uh, eight, nine months ago. Unfortunately, we were just getting the new car smell out of the office. And then we're all now working from home. So, you know, it's, uh, but I think it's going to be a different world. We're going to probably go back sometime in uh, probably late fall. And, and, and wow. How yeah. many people? How many people are in that in that office? Yeah, so we have sixty in the company, but we've been working remote since day one. We have people in uh, in, in APAC. We have in, in developers. We hire the best and brightest. We don't care where they are. Right. So we have people in UK, uh, Canada. So in the office specific, we had about 40, 45 people. And, and what do you uh, think growth? What's the growth trajectory? Yeah, so we're um, fully funded going forward with Medallia, and we'll probably add probably this year. You know, I mean, gosh, we're six, we're halfway through the year, by the way. Just a little reminder. Isn't that crazy. It's <laughs> not that no, you know, I got to be careful. This could be. I'm thinking 221 already, um, but probably around. Uh, we'll probably add around five headcount. Okay, in, good. In, but they may not be in Pittsburgh. Right, right, right. We don't know, right? It, it, we, I trust my employees. You know, you got to empower them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my marketing director, Stephanie, has not yet been in the office yet. She told me of, that. Like her first day, they actually agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so great. That's great. So you have, so the commitment to Pittsburgh as, you know, as a home base is still there. And you'll look yeah. to add people from yeah. wherever they can uh, add people. Right. I would, what do you think about this whole working from home? I mean, when you think about voice to text and everything, you've already been in this sort of non-physical environment for a right. long time. Right. So it's probably close to your culture. No, you, 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 you hit it right on the nail on the head. Um, both our partners, customers, our supply chain. Right. We're, not, we're not, you know, beholden to a supply chain that's overseas or anything right. like that. So. We're not hardware based, although we do right. use, you know, mostly cloud and infrastructure stuff. Um, and we can hire the best and brightest around the world. So right. during, during this time, right, unfortunate, mm -hmm. right, but the little bright spot for Bochi was um, we didn't really see a hiccup in our business delivery, although our partners may not have been so lucky. So we've seen a lot of deals get delayed. Um, uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. And we yeah. see that across the board. Um, however, right, I mean, you know, there's certain contact centers and call centers around the world, the call volumes are off the charts. Uh, and that, I never thought that, about that exactly, right. Yeah, think about United Airlines as an example, hey. all the people <laughs> calling, to re and they're a big customer of ours, right? So 
wow. uh, we support those big contact centers and, and the scale. And, and so we're seeing a, a nice uptick in usage. Um, and it's good to be able to support our customers during the pandemic when people are trying to get answers to their questions. And you know, is my health insurance, is it going to cover this? Is my, right. can I, can I get this kind of medication? And we're really strong in healthcare, financial services, travel and leisure. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, the financial industry, where's my stimulus check? Has that cleared, you know, people calling and, and, and during the time of the pandemic, people are, I think being more connected using the phone today than any other mechanism. So we're seeing a lot of increase in call volume. And all that so, Pittsburgh-based yeah, I mean, technology, which is so cool, it makes all that happen. Yeah. I remember when that was first coming out back in the day, like there was like three or four folks in the Voci offices as it was like technology being spun from CMU and to see the trajectory of what you guys have done over the past 14 or so years, is just like, man, I'm in Pittsburgh, I just love it. Well, if you if you were in our offices that that long ago, you you, <laughs> you need to come to our new offices when I can't we open wait. Up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know it's so interesting because the the um, many of the companies or the the uh, markets that you just conveyed are markets that have been really hit hard. But what many people might not realize is the need for support is probably is at an all time high. Exactly. While those markets are hit hard, yeah. they, everyone is actually grappling for trying to figure out their ways to navigate that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're um, uh, in the midst right now, and think about it, right? Especially with Medallia. And, and I don't know if you, you, you guys know a lot about Medallia, but they're a customer experience platform. Mm -hmm. And they're really listening to customers. So when you're thinking about going to Home Depot or Airbnb or... or these experiences where you might think there's a decline, there's really an uptick in trying to listen to customers vis-a-vis -vis how they're responding to COVID. You know, I, I'm a big user of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Home Depot and uh, you know, they're changed the way they've interacted with their customers. So they're constantly looking for feedback mm -hmm. and they want to know, do these changes, how, how is that affecting our customer experience? So it's really important, right, that they, they listen and they, they get these signals that are driving, you know, the right kind of behaviors as, right. as companies make these shifts, right? And now we're going to power the voice of Medallia, which is pretty cool. That's really cool. So why are you using Home Depot so much, Mike? Yeah, what's up? Something <laughs> <laughs> fun? I got more projects going on than, than you would like to imagine. <laughs> Yeah. I got a lot of time on my hands, right? I got nothing else to do. Oh, really? But that's not <laughs> what my construction, people say. Right? <laughs> my folks say that they don't have time to do anything. Yeah, it's it's interesting. That whole work-life balance, and I got to make sure the employees, you know, uh, uh, we have a fantastic um, uh, CEO, Leslie Stretch, and he's given the company uh, the next three Fridays off. Um, not only because of the pandemic, because of the, some of the social unrest, unrest going on out there to give people time to mm -hmm. decompress, reflect, um, yeah. and commit to whatever cause they're, they're interested in and give people that flexibility. And it really kind of, I told the company when we sold Medallia or sold to Medallia that I felt like we picked the right partner. And we really did. We were in a competitive situation. We had a couple of other people looking at us from an acquisition perspective. And I, huh. I chose to go down the path with Medallia. And the, the, the reactions that the CEO 
um, has had over the past couple of days has been tremendous. And I think the employee base here at Bochi is appreciates the the social responsibility this company's uh, taken on. So it's pretty awesome. So Mike, are you still going as Bochi in Pittsburgh or will it be Bochi Medallion? Brand, How's that gonna the be? brand will live on. Yes. Good. I love that because I think it's so well branded. I see Vochi. I always get excited because I know that right. Pittsburgh. So if people want to go to the website now, what's the website? Yeah, same. www.vochitech.com. So vochi.com. Uh, tech. Put tech. 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 Okay, vochitech.com. T-E-C. T-E-C. Yep. We're still there. Brand will live on. We, we spent a bunch of money on hats, t-shirts. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, keep that investment going, right? <laughs> but we didn't get any hats or t-shirts. Yeah, we want hats and t-shirts and t-shirts. All right, Stephanie will take care of you. She'll hook you yeah. up. I want some Vochi tube socks while you're at as well. No tube socks. Oh, Sorry. man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are very thrilled to have a conversation with you, Mike. Really appreciate your candor and and really cheers to the future. Cool. Yeah, I thank think you. It's really, you're definitely something that we're proud about here in Pittsburgh. Whether people come from all over the world and work, it doesn't matter. We are still going to hang our hat and say that this is a Pittsburgh company. Oh, absolutely. That's fair to say. No matter yeah. where people work, it's, it's the new world. Yeah, so absolutely. You, you've made a remarkable, remarkable pivot in a time that many have th thought that it's a dark time. Yeah. So it's off to you. Thank you great, so thank much. You. Great, thank uh, you. Yeah, great to meet you, and thanks for the discussion. Absolutely. All right. Look forward to seeing you soon. We <laughs> will see you. Audrey, I love ending the show on a high note like this. Super, super cool. Great Just goes to show you positive stuff continues to happen here in Pittsburgh. That's what Tech Vibe Radio is all about, telling those stories. This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about us at the Pittsburgh Technology Council site, pghtech.org. And have yourself an awesome evening, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in.